Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Thursday. And my oh my, does it feel good to say that. So, it's been an interesting week, to say the least. A, I still don't have my voice, of course. On Tuesday, we go 4-0 with the handicap. Felt great about life. On Wednesday, I felt terrible about life. The handicap went 0-3-1. Then on Thursday, we bounced back with 4-0. You just can't make this stuff up. We're streaky. There's no doubt about that. Great time to be playing the parlays, both playing them and fading them, of course, because it's hitting on one side or the other. So who knows what's going to happen on Friday, but let's recap the winning card from Thursday real quick. We played Wichita State plus the 12 and a half. And if you heard a guy in the crowd in the final minute yelling, stop fouling, that was me. The Shockers were down nine. I was like, I need to get my ticket home. They finally stopped fouling. We cashed the ticket on Wichita State plus the 12 and a half against Houston. Then we had UAB in a pick over Florida Atlantic. And the Blazers played a great first 20 minutes of basketball. They coasted the cover and hand the Owls just their second defeat of the season. Then we had BYU, minus the three and a half against Loyola Marymount. And once again, the Cougars get off to a good start. They coasted the double-digit victory, so we get that ticket home. Then on the night camp, we had Arizona, minus the eight and a half. Oregon made it interesting with three, four minutes to go. But in the end, the Wildcats pulled away for the double-digit victory, and we cashed that ticket. So 4-0 on the card. Unfortunately, no Twitter play, no OPP plays because I was traveling. Once again, I will not have any of those plays on Friday or Saturday either. We'll get back to normal on Sunday. But I'll take 4 now. Who knows, once again, what's going to happen on Friday. Can't wait to see how it goes. But before we go there, a couple housekeeping items. I just want to say thank you to Bob, my usher in Section 125. We had a great conversation for about an hour prior to the game. He had some baseball stories about Joe Carter's days at Wichita State back in the 80s. Basketball story is going back to Eddie Fogler days in the 80s as well. So, uh, Bob, once again, thank you for all the great conversation on Thursday night. And then just a note about that Houston team. I thought Big Ten basketball was physical. Watching Kelvin Sampson's son run warm-ups was even more intense than the game. Houston is so detailed with everything they do. That's a special basketball team. They have a great coaching staff. And when the starters go to the bench, they actually become coaches too. Just wonderful to watch. Can't wait to see how far Houston goes come the NC2A tournament. But now let's get to the card for Friday. It's a small slate of games, but I can't complain about the quality of games because we have number one against number two meeting in three different conferences. And we start in the Atlantic 10. It is St. Louis minus the three against VCU. So the Rams are eight and two in the A-10 coming off the win at Richmond. That hurt me, of course. St. Louis is coming off a surprising head-scratching loss at Fordham. The Billikens, though, are 10-2 and two at home. The Rams are just 4-3 and three on the road. Both of these teams will be dangerous come March. St. Louis had marquee non-conference wins over Providence, Memphis, and Drake. Meanwhile, BCU beat a good Pittsburgh team in the non-conference, and they've already defeated Dayton 
in the conference. So VCU ranks high on defense. St. Louis ranks high on offense. The Billikens are the home team. I'm going to back offense over defense. I'll play VCU in a couple weeks when they host. But tonight, give me the home team once again. I'm on St. Louis, minus the four over VCU. Minus the three, sorry, minus the three over VCU. I don't want to lay one more point than I need to there. Then we go to the Mountain West, another number one against number two. This time, it's Boise State, plus the six and a half at San Diego State. So both teams are eight and two in the conference. San Diego State is coming off a loss at Nevada. Boise State has won three consecutive games. That would normally put me on the home team, but I just can't do it. Last year, Boise won all three meetings. And listen to these scores, 42 to 37, 58 to 57, and 53 to 52. Boise State once again ranks ninth in the country in defensive efficiency. They can play defense. San Diego State, well, they're good on both ends of the floor. They're top 40 in both offense and defensive efficiency. With last year's scores, though, and the quality of defense that I would expect in this game, I can't pass up grabbing six and a half points. The Broncos' last two losses were to Nevada and New Mexico. Both of those losses were by two. So give me the Broncos on the road plus the six and a half at San Diego State. Next up, we go to the back. Once again, it's number one against number two. It's Kent State plus the two at Akron. So both teams are eight and one in the MAC. Kent State has played a great non-conference schedule, and they perform really well in those games. They have a top 40 defense in regards to efficiency. Akron actually gives up one fewer point. So tonight, points could be at a premium. The Zips have won seven straight. The Golden Flashes have won two straight. The conference lead is on the line. Kent State should be dialed in, and their upside should be superior to anyone in this conference. So I'm going to play the road team, plus the two at Akron. Next up on the card, it's in the Ivy League. It's a rivalry between Harvard and Yale. I'm going to take Harvard, plus the three, against Yale. So Yale is 14-6, and 4-3 and three in the Ivy. Harvard is just 12-9 and nine overall, 3-4 and four in the Ivy League. Yale won the first meeting, 58-54. to 54. Harvard shot under 33% in that game compared to 45% for the Bulldogs. The Crimson have lost two of three. Yale has actually won three straight. The numbers support Yale, but I'm going to go with my big old gut on this one. Harvard has shown me some great stretches of basketball. Today, I think they put some consistency together in this rivalry game. The losing streak against Yale ends tonight. I'm on Harvard plus the three over Yale. So let's update, or let's recap your card for a Friday. In the Atlantic 10, we're on St. Louis, minus the three against VCU. We're on Boise State, plus the six and a half at San Diego State. I'm on Kent State, plus the two at Akron. And I'm on Harvard, plus the three against Yale. So that's your card for a Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.